1: Welcome to this week's edition of the Conquer Local Podcast. Get ready. We're going on a trip all the way to Singapore. Our next guest, Fabian Lim, is the founder of Click Media. And Vendasta is excited to partner with Click Media to bring our platform to Southeast Asia. Coming up next, Fabian Lim, the founder of Click Media, right here on the Conquer Local Podcast. As promised, Fabian Lim, joining us all the way from Singapore. Fabian, thanks for coming on the show. Pleasure. Fabian... I want to get to your history and and uh, how you and I arrived working together and uh, you know let's talk about some of those large brands that you've been working with but you know thanks for having you on the show here we're really excited to be working with Click Media and the World Internet Academy.com and in uh, in Asia and uh, let's talk a little bit about your history and and how you arrived in in this industry uh, that you're in today.
0: All right. So, well, my my history goes back to 2002, I guess, when you know I had just left uh, Deloitte Consulting as a ma- uh, as a manager over there. I had two choices, obviously. One choice was to look for a new employer, and another choice was to stay out of employment. Right. So I chose the stay out of employment route. What I'm going to tell you right now, you may not believe, but uh, believe everything you hear because I'm an honest dude, right? So. <laughs> At that time, I had some skills which I thought I could monetize. For example, I was, uh, I was a lounge pianist. I don't look like it, I know. I was a uh, professional magician and I picked up wedding videography. You know, so I say, you know what, look here, let me try to find ways to look for customers. And we are talking about the early days of the internet, obviously, HTML, um, Google was already around. And obviously what I did was to build a website to showcase my talents. You know, did some very, very basic SEO. And believe it or not, the fact that my website was on page one for wedding lithography, magician services, jazz piano services, um, allowed me to really stay out of employment and, you know, start my little home-based business as a solopreneur, right? So 2003, my first website went up and as they say, the, the rest is history, right? All the way to 2007, I realized that I hated doing something which was waking up early in the morning. Yes, it started <laughs> a long time ago, right? Now, how it works is that in the wedding industry, those of you who have been to weddings or at least Asian weddings, they start really, really early. And as a result, I had to wake up at 5 a.m., get my gear ready and be at the bride's place at 6 a.m. And after doing, you know, 278 weddings, I got tired. Not with the wedding, not with the bride, not with the bridesmaids, but waking up early. That became enemy number one, right? So for me to quit the wedding industry, I needed a new income and... At that point in time, I figured that I was good enough in digital marketing to be, you know, to be in the business of education and training. And that's where I ventured into. And alongside, of course, came the consultancy. And that was in 2007 all the way to now. How's that for history?
1: No, I said, You know, I love hearing from folks how they arrived in, in this industry. And, you know, to think back to 2002, internet, Internet's in its infancy and you're figuring out how to make that work and how, and how to build your business back then. You know, since that time, you've trained over 10,000 practitioners uh, all over the world on how to facilitate digital marketing. Click Media and Vendasta are teaming up to bring the platform into Asia. And, uh, you know, we've done some, some speaking events together. You're a great speaker, very engaging. I want to talk about Click Media and talk specifically about the Asian market. You know, what are you seeing businesses in that market? That, what are they looking for? Um, you know, what what is an ideal customer profile in that market, and uh, who who are the people that are really leaning in to adopt this technology?
0: Great questions. And, you know, the truth is that the the markets in Southeast Asia, which is really where I'm familiar with, they are evolving, I think, similarly with the, the Western clients. We are now moving into a, you know, a kind of a do-it-yourself, it yourself culture. And uh, for one, I must say that uh, YouTube has evolved significantly since 10 years ago. There's really quality content out there that people can embrace for free, essentially, right? Now, that has created opportunities, but that has also created challenges, I mean, what do I mean by that is that a lot of business owners now think that, well, I can figure out Facebook ads on my own, I can figure out SEO, I can go to a YouTube channel and try to learn these things. And they are kind of right. But, you know, the whole fallacy of this do-it-yourself system is ingrained with the fact that there's a lot of nuances when it comes to any subject matter. I mean, I'll give you one example, right? You know, recently, I bought a pair of uh, high-tech swimming goggles. And because of that, I had to learn swimming. And, you know, I watched a lot of YouTube videos and I figured out that I could swim. But guess what happens when I get into the pool, right? I end up looking like a monkey and that is not healthy because girls will be laughing at me for the wrong reasons. You know, my side business as well, thanks to SEO, is that I run a flight school in Singapore. I teach people how to fly airplanes. Can you imagine trying to learn how to fly an airplane using a YouTube video, right? You will get somewhere, but you will get nowhere because there are a lot of nonsense again uh, involved in aviation training that only and a qualified instructor can share with you and the same goes for anything to do with digital marketing most businesses are going to be dealing with acquisition as a major challenge and you know it's one thing to know how to put a facebook ad together it's another thing to try to figure out what happens when it doesn't work and you get no leads so my point is that the do-it-yourself, learning-yourself culture is very prevalent in just part of the world, in, in Southeast Asia. I don't think it's much different in the U.S. And we have challenges, you know. Sometimes, to be honest, I think you would probably agree with me, it's easier to talk to someone who has no knowledge than someone with some knowledge.
1: No, I, and, I agree with that, Fabian. It's, it's mm-hmm. interesting. I like to say that do-it-yourself users are lead gen because it, at some point in time... The, uh, you know, their level of proficiency is going to come to an end and they're going to need somebody to help them be the tour guide to move them to that next level. So definitely something that we're seeing, uh, we're seeing in markets now that, but that means we have to have some sort of a, a do it yourself component though, because it's very valued by that customer until they figure out that, uh, you know, that they're going to have those challenges and that YouTube is going to help them take them, take it across the line.
0: You're right. There are two sayings over here. One is that a little knowledge is dangerous. And number two, you don't know what you do not know. So there will come a point in time where these guys that think social media is easy, Facebook marketing is easy, SEO is easy, they will realize that easiness and you know, access to knowledge and effectiveness are two different things. That the lure, therefore has to be, well, we've come to an era where, believe it or not, whether it's business owners or consumers or guys who want to become digital marketers, where the net value at the at the front end is almost gonna be zero. And from zero, we work up to a monetary value and hopefully it's a value that basically equates to your time, value of money, and hopefully way beyond that, where from a from a premium perspective, when you have super super level knowledge itself.
1: So in, in your markets, I wanted to, you know, to get a bit of a a view as to what the local business, um, ecosystem is like. And, you know, I asked this question of any of our international guests on the show, the podcast is heard in over 50 countries around the world. And, you know, we've had people on the show from Europe. We've had people on show from Africa, Australia, Iceland, you name it. And so I'd love to hear from you, um, you know, do you have, uh, business owners that you know are predominantly on mobile or that you know they're they're still desktop usage um what, what are some of the, the challenges that they're facing? Is it search engine optimization Is it an e-commerce website? I just love to get that, that view of, of what's happening, um, in those markets. And, you know, I, I've had the privilege of, you know, going to China and Indonesia and Malaysia and, um, so I, I think I have an idea, but I'd love to hear it from you. I haven't been to Singapore yet, but, uh, I'm open to invitations, but I'd love to hear from you as to what the challenges and, and what that business community looks like in those local markets.
0: Sure. I mean, you know, to be honest with you, I'm not really a a fan of uh, working with uh, struggling SMEs and, and I'll talk about that more probably later on as a role I had to play in 2017 as you know CEO of uh, Yellow Pages which I helped digitize or digitalize obviously we I've had to interface with with SMEs and the truth is this right that a large percentage of the business owners who own small SMEs are what can I say ignorant isn't it you know they have no idea what real SEO is all about um, to them a website is a brochure and And they don't understand customer journey, customer experience, lifetime value. All these terminologies are ancient to them, right? I don't think it's much different anywhere else in the world, to be honest with you. And there's a reason for that, right? The biggest reason is simply that digital marketing itself as a body of knowledge, and we are looking at multi-channel, omni-channel, it takes a lifetime to gain mastery. Now, think about this. If you're a business owner and you're a successful business owner, where do you spend most of your time? You spend most of your time dealing with your your workforce, product development, and likely anything except digital marketing. That's why they're ignorant, you know? Now, it doesn't help, by the way, that we have digital agencies who are lowering themselves from a pricing perspective, right? Where they go after bargain basement type of pricing in order to win new clients. So we have two issues, which is number one, agencies who are just doing it regardless of their level of contribution to, to the SME, regardless of results, and it spoils the, the, rep, the good repute that all of us have spent so much time building over time itself. And I, again, I don't think that we are unique in Southeast Asia. I think this problem and phenomena occurs all over the world.
1: This is a a global business challenge, and you know while some jurisdictions may be a couple years behind other jurisdictions, it's the it's the remaining thing. You know, and you know my background. I came from the radio business, came from the publishing business. I've sold a lot of ads in my career, and you know it always was a joke among ad sales folks is i wish i could get my customer to think about their marketing a little more than the you know 2% of the the you know the 100% of their attention you're absolutely right. right the other 98% of the attention is keeping the lights on dealing with the staff you know products and services and all of the the whirlwind that you're you're in on a day-to-day basis so when we look at the the stack that these businesses need and i'll i'll tell you about you know when we were in thailand and you, know, you get tired of, of eating at the resort that you're staying at and you try to find a local restaurant just having a Google my business profile, the the restaurants there would have got a lot more business because I had a real hard time finding, you know, all I wanted was a lobster. It's not too much to ask for. (laughs) Um, but there just isn't that online profile. I think in North America, we're starting to see more of that, but I, maybe I wasn't using the right platform to look what, what was leading to that experience that I was having where I couldn't find a lobster.
0: The, the truth with Southeast Asia and the challenge with marketing Southeast Asia in, in any type of uh, channel is that different countries have different cultures, different level of uh, tech sophistication. So, you know, if you compare, for example, Thailand and Singapore, you will see very different type of uh, behavior and sophistication. Singapore, for example, because of our intense competitiveness, because we're so small, and we're so competitive, and we probably have like, you know, 3,000 aircon servicing guys in a little small red dot. The quest for survival forces the more forward-looking companies to embrace digital marketing like 10 years ago. And Google My Business SEO websites become commonplace for the forward-looking companies. And, And to be honest with you right now, dependency on search, dependency on social media, because of the intense competition in Singapore, again, gives rise to hundreds of agencies in Singapore that that exist from one-man show to MNCs. Um, and everybody is just fighting tooth and nail for the next client. But my point is that the, the, the value proposition and the delivery is really questionable mm-hmm. on both sides, of course. Mm-hmm.
1: So you're finding that... As a business owner, to find someone who knows what they're talking about, can back it up, can continue to expand with the offerings that they have—that that's a challenge to find somebody that can put that whole thing
0: together. Correct, and I'm speaking from from both sides of the fence, right? I'm, I'm a digital guy. I also run, as I said, my flight school, flightschool.sg. It is the is the top rank. Website for anything to do with flight training, private pilot license. I mean, 100% of my traffic comes from SEO. And my point is that when you're on page one, number one, you do get spammed a lot by digital agencies. And most of their messaging is canned. They find fault in areas where they have no idea what you're talking about. They're always saying your SEO is crappy. But how do I get to page one, number one? And how do I do a six figure business if my SEO is crappy? There's no genuine insight or value that you're adding to me as a business owner, right? You no, I've not had a digital agency who can genuinely help me improve my business ever approach me in the last three years. Wow.
1: That says something right there. So let's talk about how we are working together with Click Media. And, uh, you know, we had a great kickoff earlier in the year with, you know, almost 500 folks that were, were attending that event. We got other ones planned. Um, you know, this is a takeover. Southeast Asia, get ready. We're bringing the platform. You, I, I know you believe this, but I, I think that that platform could really help these organizations deliver that stack that those businesses need.
0: You, you're absolutely right. And, you know, to be honest with you, George, the reason why I'm excited about Vandesta uh, being in Southeast Asia is because this gives agencies, big or small, a chance to level up. And by that, I mean, you know, that the complexity of the digital space right now that we are, we are living in, the multi-channels. The truth is that the one-man show is drowning in trying to play catch-up, yet alone become the trusted advisor to SME. Now, what Vendesta will do is that Vendesta gives him an option to outsource the tasks and services that he knows nothing about. I'd rather him leverage the Vendesta platform and outsource, for example, SEO to a credible SEO organization and preserve the dignity and the relationship he has with his his, uh, business owner than to be forced. To come out with a bullshit SEO proposal and mess up the whole implementation because he knows nothing about this, and he's afraid that if he doesn't provide the SEO service, the SMB is going to go somewhere else, and he's going to lose the relationship.
1: You know, you're you're articulating something that we see a lot. Where it's, I, I'm worried about le- lo- losing this client, so I'm just going to say I solve that problem when Correct. when I don't. Now I'm going to have misaligned expectations, and what ends up at the end of the day is the client knows it's bullshit. And it hurts the entire industry because the the next group that goes in, well, uh, are they going to lie like that last person did? And, you know, I'm sure you've listened to some of the the episodes where I talk about in our master sales training, just don't lie. Um, It it doesn't get you very far in 2021. The prospect knows you've lied the minute you walk out the door because they just searched the data points that you were giving them. Um, You know, we're excited about this and I believe that there's an enormous amount of opportunity. I, I do want, to get one bit of knowledge from you. And that is this whole idea of mobile first. There's a lot of markets on the planet that say they're mobile first, including North America. But in, sure. in your market, what I mean by mobile first is the business owner is probably running their business on their phone through a, a series of apps. Like the, a desktop computer in the back room somewhere is, is not where this is happening. It really is a mobile first B2B environment, isn't it? More
0: the Third world countries, the developing countries, and, and let's, let me let me name them without being offensive. We're talking, looking at like Philippines, Vietnam, Cambodia, particularly. Many of these countries, you know, because of uh, of the developing nature of their economies. They skipped the laptop revolution. And, you know, right now the kids are all obviously owning mobile phones. So you're right that it's not mobile first. It's for some jurisdictions, it's mobile only.
1: You know, where I learned that was when we started working in Africa and, and the business owners there, you know, everything had to be that mobile lens on it. And when you don't, when you don't have all that real estate to work with, the, the website takes on a whole different meaning. The uh, online listing component takes on a whole different meaning. Um, there's a lot of voice search happening, so we have to really dial in the, the keyword optimization. So it's a it's a whole new set of challenges, and I just I love asking that question when we bring on international guests like you to just mm-hmm. get a feeling for what the markets are like and what the challenges are. And it's pretty cool to know that everybody is facing the same components. Now we've got the, the COVID discussion, got to have it. Um, you know, are you seeing more of a move towards e-commerce like we're seeing in other markets in, in the Southeast Asia um, jurisdictions?
0: I mean, absolutely, right. I mean, let's let's put it this way. If you're retail today in Singapore and you're not offering any kind of e-commerce or any kind of delivery, you are gonna be doomed for sure. And we're talking about Singapore, that is pretty advanced. We have had COVID under control already, you know, but the truth is this that the food delivery companies The e-commerce companies are all reporting hyper growth because even though Singapore COVID-19 is being controlled, people don't want to leave their homes. They're smart people, you know. Why leave Mm -hmm. home, go to the shopping mall and being risk getting infected? I mean, you're talking about a country with 5 million people and our infection rate right now for the community is zero.
1: Mm-hmm. You know the the lens around the e commerce. We're seeing this everywhere, where you need to be e commerce enabled. You need to have on your listing sources. You have curbside delivery, or you know, pickup or delivery, whatever it might be. I, I also found something to be very interesting when we were when we were traveling. When when tourism becomes a thing again, um, just the ability to have Wi Fi was a determining factor of whether we would stay at a, go to a restaurant or not. So you walk by, do they have Wi Fi? Um, and and having that on the listing source you know, really important components. So, you know, loved having you on the show. We're looking forward to working with you. I, I'm i told by producer Colleen and the team in the Concord Local Academy that they are loving this SEO course that you've provided. So we're going to put the link to the SEO course in the notes of the episode. And uh, okay. Click Media, Vendasta, to take over of Southeast Asia. And we're looking forward to working with you in the years and months to come. So Fabian, thanks for joining us. Thank you. The insights into those markets, we've we've been down this road before where we end up in Africa or we end up in Europe and we find out that there are numerous markets that are, it's not even mobile first, as he said, it's only mobile. It's something to be thinking about as um, if you're thinking about doing some internationalization or you're starting to deal with other customers, they don't even think about a desktop computer or a laptop. They're doing everything on their phone. And- I love the conversation around bad actors in the space where they're so worried about losing the customer that they end up setting expectations that they can't hit. And then they wonder why the customer churns. And then also we wonder why, you know, people are a little bit jaded when we go into express that we can solve their problem. So it tells us when we hear about these groups that have a tendency to stretch the truth and things like that, that we really need to pay particular attention to how we're going to measure success for the customer. And keep calling that out because remember the, the customer has this idea that at some point in time you're going to lie, you're going to miss line, you're not going to hit the mark, they're not going to be able to measure return on investment. You know, that's what's going through the prospect or your existing customer's mind. They're kind of always watching to see if, you know, that vision that you painted for them is coming true. So it's something to keep in mind and it's part of the reason why we need to be doing those follow-up calls and those strategy calls I I always get a little little bit of a twinge of, I don't know what, it just bothers me when I talk to a channel partner and I say, so let's talk about your customer base. It seems you've got 30 or 40 customers. How often do you talk to them? Well, some of them, I just sold them and, you know, they're just, they're DIY. I never talk to them. I'm like, whoa, that's just, you know, that thing's going to go away because there's all sorts of other people that are talking to them, trying to eat your lunch. So having that idea of we're going to make the sale. We're going to work with the customer. We're going to turn them into a raving fan, and then we're going to move them forward into other products and services. Fabian talks about that a lot in this episode about using all of the complexity to your advantage where you are that trusted expert that's taking them down the path and giving them those best in breed solutions. So we look forward to learning more from Fabian. He's going to be contributing to the Conquer Local Academy. So keep your eye out for that. he has got lots of great ideas on how to help businesses succeed. And specifically with that lens of Southeast Asia, which is a a very diverse market, depending upon the country, depending upon the geography, there's different things happening, but it seems that e-commerce star of the show, number two, All businesses have these challenges because they are not thinking about marketing. They're thinking about running their business. So thanks to Fabian Lim for joining us all the way from Singapore today here on the Conquer Local podcast. My name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast with your host, George Leith. Executive producers are Brendan King, George Leith, and Colleen McGrath. Marketing by Rory
0: Lawford recorded and mixed at Sound Lounge by T-Bone.